2: out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. You know, folks, although poet T.S. Eliot said, April is the cruelest month, I disagree. After all, it begins with April Fool's Day, So I always think of April as the comedy month. That's why our show today is a salute to people who make us laugh, whether it be on film, TV, radio, or the stage. And we've been very fortunate to have so many funny ladies and gentlemen as guests on Movie Attic Headquarters during the past few years. Just listen to this list. Fred Willard, Horace Leachman, Debbie Riddle. Will Sasso, Beth Littleford, Tim Reed, Jason Stewart, Tom Dreesen, Nancy Lombardo, Barry Bostwick, Fran Capo, and George Bettinger, to name just a few. If you haven't heard any of these interviews, please check out the archives. They will all leave you laughing, so it's our pleasure to thank them by honoring them today. We'll also be revisiting a couple of original comic bits from past shows, and hope you enjoy hearing them again. In addition, I'm happy to announce that our April book giveaway drawing begins today. Because comedy rules, I'm giving away copies of Confessions of a Movie Addict, I should say autographed copies of Confessions of a Movie Addict, my amusing life story with everything but the movie stuff edited out. You just can't imagine how thrilled I was when the first reviewer of this book wrote, quote, if Oscars were given out for the funniest books of the year, Confessions of a Movie Addict would win, hands down, unquote. And I just love to hear from readers who tell me how much they laughed while reading my memoir. I'll be going over instructions for the drawing at the end of the show, so please stick around now, I see our chat is open, and I hope listeners will sign up to participate. We really appreciate our chatters as well as our other listeners. Uh-oh. We know what that music means. One of my favorite episodes this year occurred when Kermit and Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear dropped by to plug their new movie on the day before it opened in multiplexes nationwide. So let's listen to that unusual conversation once again. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Kermit.
3: Thank you for inviting me. I heard this is a fun show, so I've been looking forward to being here.
2: We do have a lot of fun here, and we're so glad you could join us, especially on the day before the opening of your new movie. We're hoping Miss Piggy will be here a little later. This must be an exciting time for all you Muppets.
3: Yes, it's very exciting. You know, we haven't made a big screen movie for about 12 years, so we're all kind of nervous.
1: Oh, Kermie, you know the excitement doesn't faze moi at all. I'm such a big star
2: now. I simply let my fans adore me more. Hi, Miss Piggy. I wasn't expecting you so early in the show, but it's such a treat to meet you. Of course it is, dear.
1: Hello, everyone. Kissy, kissy.
2: And you don't look a bit older than in your last film. What's your secret? Now, it wouldn't be a secret if I told you, would it, dear? Don't you agree, Kermie?
3: Oh, uh, I suppose you're right, Piggy.
2: That's Miss Piggy to you, Frog. Well, Miss Piggy and Kermit, now that both of you are with us, I want to ask you some questions about your new film. Kermit, you've played some interesting characters in the Muppet movies, like Bob Cratchit and Captain Smollett, and you play yourself again, though, in the Muppets film opening tomorrow. I'm curious about which character you enjoy doing the most.
3: I think me is my favorite part. Acting-wise, I really stretched to play me.
2: And you do it so well, Kermit. But I understand you had to be quite dramatic in this new movie because you're trying to bring the Muppets back together to save the Muppet Theater. Is that right?
3: Yes. For example, in one scene, I walked through the halls of the big mansion looking at portraits of my Muppet friends and missing them. It was very emotional, and I hope it proves those critics wrong who wrote things like The Frog Candy Moat.
2: I'm sure glad I never wrote anything like that, Kermit. And Miss Piggy, I'm told you're playing a plus-size editor of Vogue Paris, and you get to show off your fashion sense with readers all over the world. How do you feel about that new role? Well, I'm sure no one but moi
1: could play this high-powered, gorgeous scene stealer. I actually saved the day and went Kermit's in. Don't I, Kermy dear?
3: Oh, yeah, I uh, smell an Oscar, pig. Uh, I mean Miss Piggy.
1: Oh, Kermie, I smell it, too. <laughs> hey, 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 folks. There's more than drama and glamour in this new flick. Don't forget the comedy. Oh,
2: my gosh, it's Fozzie Bear. I didn't know you could make it today, Fozzie. Thanks for dropping by. Someone
1: had to liven things up, so here I am.
2: Good for you, Fozzie. What were you doing before Kermit got you involved in his plans to save the Muppet Studio?
1: Well, as you know, I live to make people laugh. So I took my stand-up back, my gags, my whoopee cushions, my banana peels to Reno and joined the Muppet tribute band called the Muppets. But I missed everyone so much.
2: I know the feeling, Fozzie. I've missed the Muppets, too. That's why I'm very excited about seeing all of you together on the big screen again. I plan to be first in line at the box office, and on behalf of the entire Movie Attic Headquarters gang, thanks to the three of you for being our special guests today. And I know how busy you all are. So bye for now, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Fozzie Bear. Like all your fans, we can hardly wait to see The Muppets, your new film which opens tomorrow. (singing) Da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-ding-ding-ding. Hooray for the Muppets And for the voice talents Of Morgan Lawrence and Danny Dyer Who were very good sports To help with that little skit It was such fun to do And speaking of fun We don't want to forget George Bettinger, I call him Mr. Showbiz, who shared with us his spirited interview with the late, great Madeline Kahn, one of my favorite funny ladies on film. Hey, I guess it's a small world because Madeline also appeared with the Muppets on TV and in uh, their movies, uh, at least one of them. During this tape, which lasts about ten minutes, Madeline talks about such topics as working with Mel Brooks and Bill Cosby also about her interest in music as a child and a humorous Carnegie Hall experience. Now the tape is a little loud at the beginning and a bit staticky, so you might want to turn your volume down, but be patient it's a terrific interview. And after the interview, we might be able to persuade Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts to call in and to um maybe do her impression of Madeline Kahn singing one of my favorite songs from the movie Blazing Saddles well now let's join George and Madeline as they're getting ready to go on the air let's listen in right now
4: four five I just want to see how clear we are Uh, give me a little sound check Madeline Um,
0: yeah well you'll have to remind me what it is we were talking
4: about down four five
0: Right. So I mean, you're going to ask me questions, right? Absolutely. Yes. Good. Okay.
4: Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Joe Franklin's Memory Lane. This is George Bettinger, your field segment reporter, with a very special guest this evening, Madeline Kahn. Good. Madeline, hi. Hey. Good evening.
0: Hello. Welcome.
4: Welcome. It's so great to have you here. Won't you sit down? I certainly oh, will. <laughs> I have to tell you, I've been such a fan of yours um, over the years, and uh, the Mel Brooks pictures and and all the things that you've done. You've got to tell our audience a little bit about how you got, as Joe Franklin might say, how did you uh, get bitten or smitten, my dear, by the theatrical bug?
0: Oh, um, how did I get, gee, I guess, you know, I always was... um uh, I always liked uh, fantasy mm-hmm. you know as a child yes um actually it actually it all started with music now that I now that I think of it well
4: that's interesting
0: yes it is interesting i think the first thing that turned me on as they say yes. um was a record of classical ballet music mm-hmm. and um it's actually the dance of the hours which we think of as the music behind fantasia yes Okay, but really, what it is is the dance of the hours. Um, um, and yeah, did you hear that as a whole? As I, uh-huh. I had a record. I had a record, my family had a record. Yeah. You know, and I this pre-speech. I mean, I was no young kidding. enough that I wasn't really speaking yet. Maybe a word here or there. And I would just take the record and play it constantly, and just go nuts,
4: you know. <laughs> so when you were a little girl, you danced to.
0: I, I I don't. I probably danced, but I don't remember the dancing as much as, you know, the dance of the hours. It, it, it's all about dawn and how first it's very very. Qu- the music, um, and the music, uh, kind of pictures, if you will, uh, yes. the happening where first it's very very quiet, which is the end of the night time, yes. and then the sun starts coming up, and then you have that burst of music. Exactly. Da, 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 you know, and as a kid, I, the drama of that, I just, my mind would just go wild. It
4: inspired it you. It did
0: something to my mind, and um, and it just, i I, all I can tell you is I just wanted to sort of be... So the music in a way Yeah So that's um, your that's your that, earliest
4: recollection Yes, it
0: is my earliest recollection Because it would have been um, Because I just would run around saying Beckett, Beckett Meaning, you know, record, record
4: <laughs> <laughs> And oh, so because great.
0: it would have been long after that That I would have seen, you know, a movie Of a Walt Disney movie If I was going to a movie theater um, And that, of course, you know just And we didn't have TV
4: No When I was little Those were the days of radio
0: uh, I guess they were. I mean, some people had them, but not. They were not common.
4: You know, like, it's so yeah. funny. It's so amazing that, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Madeline Kahn, and I'm so happy to have her on Memory Lane. And I was discussing with Joe Franklin the, the birth of TV. I said, Joe, you know, you really started about 1951, and that was kind of like the birth of television. And now there's the birth of CD. It's amazing. You've closed- uh-huh. he, He's crossed over. He's now, we have an Internet page that's just amazing on trivia and nostalgia Mm -hmm. and it's just fascinating and ladies and gentlemen when I had the good fortune to meet Miss Khan we got into a little conversation about a great legend in show business named Eddie Cantor and tell us that story Madeline what happened I thought that was so great
0: I don't know how we started the conversation I mean what the point of it was yes um uh, I was, I do remember making, so stop me if I'm on the wrong track, but I do remember making the observation that, um, I was, uh, they were doing one of these marvelous, uh, galas at Carnegie yes. Hall where mm-hmm. they were celebrating Irving Berlin.
4: Yes, you are on the right track
0: good excellent (laughs) excellent um and i was asked to be a part of it and i was asked to sing a specific first i thought oh great erring berlin i mean he he wrote some of the most you know major tunes right anthems and marching i mean you know heartfelt uh marching
4: thing God bless America it's considered considered the second national anthem
0: really I know so I was uh, thinking I'd be singing a nugget as they say one of those marvelous nuggets right but they had uh, something very specific in mind for me and that was a song called You'd Be Surprised which I had never heard and they sent over a tape of it for me to hear and it was uh, a rendition uh, it was Eddie Cantor um, yes an old recording um well, I'm singing, you'd be surprised and um You know, at first I thought, well, I guess this is cute, but it's so silly. Why do I always have to sing the silly song? (laughs) Why do I have to be the one in Carnegie Hall when we're all dressed in formal attire Mm -hmm. and people are coming out and singing these rousing uh, (laughs) dramatic nuggets? Yes. Why do I have to be the idiot who comes out? Oh, because you're great. I'm explaining. I'm explaining. Right. And I thought, why do I have to be the one who does the silly one right you know you'd be surprised and that's all you know i mean and um... but i decided because they really liked it a lot mm-hmm. uh... and it was for, for um channel thirteen pbs right. um that i would do it and i insisted on by the way using Uh, a similar arrangement to the original which is so old and wonderful and antique sounding, rather than something new and peppy.
4: Exactly.
0: And that really made the difference but what the point of it all is is that in the rather long and wonderful evening of many famous people coming out and singing things Mm -hmm. I came out and stood at the Crook of the piano and sang this what I thought was ridiculous song. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And they loved it. It was like you know you don't get to try it out first in front of an audience when you do one of these galas you simply go out and do it for the first time <laughs> um but it really it it really was a highlight of the of the of the show and um the audience you know which is a wonderful new york audience at Carnegie hall loved it so i guess i you know i learn all the time i'm reminded of how um people really enjoy um it's a good combination of yeah. comedy
4: and music. And you are so sensational at, at doing comedy and music. I have to ask you as as a fan, what what's what are one of your favorite films that you've done over the years? Because you've made so many great movies. I well, mean I Young made, Frankenstein and, yeah. and, and of course that great Barbara Streisand movie what's which that? is hilarious. What's up Doc? Yeah. Oh, is that my girlfriend and I watch that till it falls off the reel. I mean, yeah. we love it. Well
0: I actually the first four feature films that I did the first four became real classics, and those were two of them. And the other two were Blazing Saddles and um, um, Young,
4: Frankenstein. Was, uh,
0: Young Frankenstein. Young uh, Frankenstein. What's up? Uh, and Paper Moon. That yeah, was Paper, Paper Moon. Moon. Yes. Yeah. So, and then you know, so I was kind of spoiled. I thought, oh, they're all going to be like this. And of course, they're not all like this for anyone. I mean, you know, um, they, they kind of don't necessarily stay, you know, as, as excellent. But, uh, but those are
4: films for the time capsule, Madeline. Those oh, yeah. Are, those are films that will yeah. be classics and you know the way you and I and, and all it of our... It very well, well. Oh, the way we talk about a night at the opera these days and, and yeah. you know, that you are in movies that will be thought of years and years from now and always be young and fresh and beautiful and hilarious.
0: Yeah, that's
4: And it is really something special and ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking and chatting with Madeline Kahn My very special guest On WOR's Memory Lane You know WOR stands for World of Radio And we certainly are The most listened to Overnight radio program And uh What what do you have to say About your Your friend Joe Franklin You know Joe Uh
0: Well uh, Gosh Um Uh I don't know him very well, but I've certainly seen him over the years. Yeah. Uh, oh, I used to see him, actually. Didn't he used to be on TV? Am I right? Right. Uh, yes, that's when I saw him. Yes, when he used to be on TV uh-huh. he now and again. But um, uh, I think it's marvelous when someone just keeps going and going and going. Well, and I'm working with someone now, as you know, Mr. Bill Cosby. Yes, you on are. television program, and, and he keeps going, too.
4: Tell us a little bit about uh, working with Bill and, how, and uh, about the show. Tell us a little bit about the show.
0: Oh, gee, just so just, just in a you, nutshell just I'll a tell nutshell. you that it's on Monday night at 8 o'clock mm-hmm. On CBS And uh, it's, it's, it's about uh, um, This man who has reached this point in life You know uh, uh, Approaching the age of 60 And the changes that um, One goes through That, that happen in an, in an amusing way Because he's a high spirited person right. And the people that are he's surrounded by in his life and, um... You know, I think it's a very
4: funny show, and people seem to love it a lot. I love it. I love it. It's a great show. And, ladies and gentlemen, I have to thank Madeline for joining us. She's busy. She's at the Calvin Astoria Studios, where they're constantly taping. And she's taken this time to be so kind and to talk to us on Memory Lane. Madeline, thank you very much. You're
0: most welcome.
4: And it was such a pleasure speaking with you. And hopefully, we'll do it again soon. Okay. All right? Yeah. Thanks, dear. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Now, hang on one second, Madeline. I just want to check if I...
2: What a treat to hear George Bettinger from the Mom and Pop Shop Internet Radio Show and Madeline Kahn on our own show again. We really miss Madeline on the big screen. But now there's another treat for you, dear listeners, because I believe that we can persuade Nancy Lombardo to call in and the call-in number is 646-478-5668. Um, and I think that, that we'll have, have, a, um, have her on the line. I think this is Nancy right now. Let me check and see.
5: Wow, how surreal. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm hearing it and turning it down at the same time.
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, Nancy, I'm so glad that you called in. I've just been looking forward to this, you know how much I love your show, Comedy Concepts on BTR, and your hilarious CD, uh, Color Me Crazy. And of course, to have a show where comedy rules, it just wouldn't be complete without you, <laughs> without you calling in. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you. I love that.
5: I was thinking about the Muppets when you had the Muppets on earlier about comedy. That's one of those trivia questions. What actress has won an award in almost every category?
2: Yeah. Do you know that? No, I don't.
5: All right. Well, it was actually Rita Moreno, who has won an Oscar, a Tony, and I believe an Emmy for her episode On the Muppets. On oh, the Muppets? Yes. And I think she she also won a Grammy for "Of uh, The Electric Company. So what actress has won in every category?
2: I've tried to get Rita. I've tried to get Rita on our on our show, so we'll I'll at least know more about it if she decides to to come on the show. But now, now Nancy, I know that you're um, a Madeline Kahn fan because you <laughs> you were so great to come on our Madeline Kahn tribute show, and uh, you sang just a little bit of that <laughs> song from Blazing Saddles. Oh, okay. Uh, are you right, are a little, you li- Yeah, but I'm I'm here. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Nancy Lombardo singing, I believe it's called I'm Tired from Blazing Saddles. You're on, Nancy.
5: All right, I will. I'm tired, sick and tired of love. I had my fill of love from below and above. I'm tired, tired of being admired, tired of love uninspired. Let's face it, I'm tired. I've been with thousands of men again and again they promised the moon. They're always coming and going and going and coming and always to zoom. Right, girls? I'm tired, tired of playing the game. Ain't it a crying shame? I'm so tired.
2: <laughs> I wish I had an applause applause sound effects. That was that was perfect, Nancy. <laughs> you've you've made my you've made my day, and now the listeners can see why I love your impressions <laughs> and your comedy skits so well. So, so, please, listeners, check out Nancy Nancy's show at uh, comedy, comedy Concepts Club.
5: Blog Talk Radio. And if you're in New York City tomorrow night, Wednesday night, I'll be at Gotham Comedy Club at 8:30 for a very good cause, Sage. So uh oh. check it out. And that yeah, was that's... um uh, jo- George Bettinger on
2: Hot Mix one oh six. Oh good. I'm glad I, I never <laughs> can remember that. I'm, I, I'm glad Oh to please, do, look how long it, it takes me to memorize
5: Movie Attic Headquarters.
2: <laughs> oh gosh, I I just You do bad. so many
5: things. I don't know where to go first. Hi, Mary in the room. Uh,
2: and Mary is in the room too. Hi. I'm so glad that she's here too. Well, I just feel so fortunate to have guests as talented as you coming on the show, Nancy. And uh, I also Yeah, and I also feel fortunate to be probably the only film critic who um interviewed a famous crustacean. I mean, really, I did this at, it's true. <laughs> I interviewed a famous station. You remember when *The Little uh, Mermaid* was re-released a few years ago? Well, uh, I had a chance to talk to Sebastian the Crab over the over the phone.
5: Sebastian
2: <laughs> over the phone, and here and here is a little a brief dramatization of that uh, weird conversation. May I speak with Sebastian the Crab,
1: please? Hello. Who is this person who wants to talk to me?
2: Hi, Sebastian. It's Betty Jo Tucker. I'm one of your biggest fans.
1: Who is isn't? What do you want to know?
2: Well, for one thing, how in the world did you enjoy the job of watching over Ariel, the little mermaid, to keep her out of trouble?
1: Have you ever held a greasy fish in your hand? That's (laughs) what it's like. She's very slippery, that Ariel, but she's flambunctious. That's my $200 word.
2: (laughs) That's a really great word. You know, I'm also wondering if you have any advice for other crustaceans who might get offered a similar job.
1: Stay in your shell. Don't get out of the water, because the only one who can take care of Ariel is me.
2: You're probably right, Sebastian, but tell me, Do you think Ariel and Prince Eric lived happily ever after?
1: Oh, I know they did. I saw them two days ago.
2: Ah, so what were they, I mean, they doing?
1: Watching the Lion King on TV.
2: Ah, and enjoying every minute, I'm sure. Now, I know you have to get back under the sea, so thanks for talking with me, Sebastian. It's been a real pleasure to interview such a famous crustacean. That really that really happened, Nancy. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll do my my
5: impersonation from The Little Mermaid. You ready? Here it goes.
2: Yes. Ah, ah, ah. That's it. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, uh I have to uh give full disclosure here though, Nancy, because uh actor Samuel E. Wright did sebastian's voice for the movie but um morgan lawrence um who wrote uh, the streets ran red and who has had quite a number of gigs now movie gigs which i hope he'll come on the show and talk about Pinched hit for him in the tape we just heard so thanks again to morgan for his expert uh help uh, nancy i mentioned earlier in the show that we're launching our April book giveaway drawing for copies Woo-hoo! of the of movie addict. Yes. And you, you, you really uh, gave me a good review on that. Um, on
5: Amazon. Go to Amazon. I love that book. Should be a movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what I, uh, that's my favorite review. <laughs> anyway, so, but I better tell people how, how they can uh, win an autographed copy, free autographed copy. Uh, just send me an email with, Book drawing in the subject uh, area, or a line, and let me know you want to enter. Simple as that. I will then place your name in the drawing, which remains open until the end of April. And my email is realtalk at comcast.net, and that's R E E L realtalk at comcast.net. Now the drawing will be uh, open until the end of April. And the winners will be notified during the first week in May. I wanted to pique your interest a little bit, so here's a sample from the book. I decided to do a public service, so I included a movie addict checklist for readers to complete in order to find out if they were movie addicts themselves. I think I did this on your show, Nancy. I I premiered it on your show. And listeners, why don't you do this checklist with me right now? I'll wait a minute. For you to get a paper and pencil. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Good. I'm good. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. Just answer yes or no to these uh, short 11 questions I'll read to you right now. Here goes. Number one, when you haven't seen a movie for over a week, do your eyes twitch and your hands shake? Number two. If you have periods of blackouts when all you can, or do you have periods of blackouts when all you can remember is what happened in the last movie you saw? Number three, do you avoid anyone who doesn't like movies? Number four, if you can't buy a ticket to a movie, do you try to talk someone into buying one for you? Now, honesty is the best policy here, people. Number five, do you get defensive when someone accuses you of seeing too many movies? Number six, do you sometimes find globs of old ticket stubs stuck together with mason dots at the bottom of your purse or pocket? Number seven, have you ever taken money from a child's piggy bank to pay for admission to the movies? Now tell the truth here. Number eight, do you frequently tell coworkers you have an important meeting to attend but go to a matinee instead? Number nine, have you actually paid money to see an Adam Sandler film? <laughs> number, <laughs> number ten, would you rather eat stale movie popcorn for lunch than a juicy hamburger? And finally, number eleven, is your conversation filled with comments like, show me the money? May the force be with you, or you can't handle the truth. All right, now go back through these 11 and count up the number of yeses that you had. I'll wait just a second for you to do that. <laughs> Nine yeses. <laughs> okay. I'm so, not going to eat stale popcorn. Over it. <laughs> yeah, you're way over it. If you, if, if you answered yes to over half the questions, you're probably a movie addict, so uh welcome to the welcome to the club now there's really not much uh you can do to cure this so what you need to do is just uh keep seeing
5: <laughs> I
2: yeah see as many movies as you can and and uh, more even more important keep listening to uh, movie addict headquarters I
5: I'm, I'm worse than that you th- I could add a whole new category if you can't get to the movie will you find every trailer that's on <laughs> on the internet and try and piece it together in your head.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You can you can make up your your questions for being a, for being a movie addict. So, so, I hope people I hope people will will um enter the drawing because I do love to give away my books and I I I so love to hear hear people um, and then they tell me, you know, that they laughed while they're while they're reading it.
5: Oh yeah, I loaned my, it to uh my uh husband's aunt. She loved it too. I I sorry,
2: I I, I loaned that. it to
5: someone and they loved it too.
2: Oh, they did too. They you loaned it to them and Yeah, they I had it. a well, fight you, to
5: get it back. <laughs> give me that book. The,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I may just have to send you another copy. I think <laughs> I I think I will do that. A brand new copy that you can give to your friend or chief.
5: Oh you <laughs> know what? Uh, yeah, but uh, better than that, that was nice. Send it to the uh, patients, uh, Comedy Cures.
2: Yes, I'll send another copy there. I already they, sent some copies they, they there. Sent, that
5: was so nice. They were so happy. They said it really well, just was great for the uh, the people there.
2: Well, could you tell our listeners a little bit about Comedy Cures? Oh, okay. I
5: don't have it in front of me. I'll try and find it in a second. But it's a very good thing. It's about bringing comedy to cancer patients. And... Uh, I'll get you the info now, but Betty Jo was so nice, and she sent the book. And the book is also nice. You have Mother's Day coming up. That's make a nice Mother's Day gift for someone, because especially if you have family who likes all that, uh, you know, all the info that she had. And just your your life was so interesting, Betty Jo, and just everything well, that you did to get where you were was pretty amazing.
2: Well, it's been it's been uh, it's been a journey. I don't want to give it, it all in. away,
5: but it was no you know, no no.
2: But I did try to just put in that book um, the humorous things related to um, some movies. and. Oh, here it is. I out. got it
5: now. Oh, it's terrific. Okay. But it's the it's the way that you – it's more than that because uh, – see how – I read the book three years ago. I still remember everything. Uh, in that – it how you decided you were going to do this and how you decided, you know what, I'm going to write reviews and I'm going to do this because I love movies. And you just – you took that love and you went and you, you followed your bliss.
2: Well, yes, and it did, ha- and it um, it also has uh, uh, besides this movie checklist, it has uh, some re- movie resources that that fans would would enjoy, and then it has uh, some of my favorite interviews, and um, I, I think I put in there over seventy film reviews that uh, people have told me that they like to use as a as a resource, you know, for for Netflix and all. So. And also
5: your reviews that you have, you also have a so, review line.
2: <laughs> so, it, so it, so it's, so it's, um, it, it's not just about, you know, my, it's not just about me. I mean, there's a lot no, of. No, no, it was in interesting.
5: It. Your interesting encounters with celebrities.
2: Yes, and the embarrassing moments. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: I don't remember those so much. I just like that you I went after have, it.
2: I did have quite a few embarrassing <laughs> moments with celebrities <laughs> that I managed. I, I just let it all hang out. So it's, so it's, <laughs> so people, if you want a, a free autographed copy, um of uh confessions of the movie addict, just send me an email at RealTalk R E E L, realtalk at comcast dot net and um put book drawing in the subject area. Hey Mary, I think name, you have a good shot at this <laughs> <laughs> And then play, and then I'll I'll um put you in the drawing and we will um Leave this uh, deadline open to the end of April, and then the winners will be notified during the, the first week in May. So, um, I hope to see a lot of people enter the drawing. You know what? We've just, I had intended this to be 30 minutes because I was afraid the battery in my phone would, <laughs> would die because I'm calling from the <laughs> Cell phone because my uh, landline suddenly you're, went you're living out. on
5: the edge. No, Nikki. No, <laughs>
2: that's right on the edge. That's true. So, but hooray for Nancy being here with moral support and uh, the wonderful <laughs> song <laughs> Blazing Saddles. So that's all for now. Movie all day. right,
5: good show, Betty.
2: <laughs> this is. This, it wouldn't have been um, been. Been a good show without you, Nancy. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. This bye bye. Bye. She is so great. This is Benny Joe Tucker giving a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to Nikki Starr and Danny Dyer for helping to make this show so much fun to host. Special thanks to our chatters. I was so glad to see Mary and uh, Nancy from Comedy Concepts in in the chat room and to our, our other listeners and of course to Nancy Lombardo and to the other terrific guests we've had on the show who make us laugh. Please come back next time for the second part of our April salute to comedy. We'll be remembering the late Gilda Radner, a comic genius who entertained fans throughout the world in films and on TV. It should be another fun show. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Time to wrap things up because I think my phone battery is about to give up, (laughs) so let's go out with a teaser for our next show.
5: My, uh, my name is Gilda Radner. Uh, I've had extensive experience in children's theater,
0: worked for the Board of Education. I, I was a theater major at the uh, University of Michigan, and I've had a year of uh, tap and ballet when I was eight. And for, um, for my audition today, I'm going to do a, a number which I choreographed myself. And I wrote the song myself.
5: Can you help me? Start
0: I really want this job. <laughs>